What's up and how are you? Your host, Sean Nevels, here on the Shape America podcast, and we are back on the mic. Um, this person I would like to bring on is one of the many special people I have encountered in my journeys uh, through the world of health and physical education. Um, this person and I are both graduates of Missouri State University. Shout out to the Bears and the kinesiology program out there. Um, and then we also stuck around there and taught in the same district. Uh, when I was a hot uh, head football coach, I was asked to be on an interview committee to hire a new position for a coordinator of health and physical education in the district. And this person just happened to be one of the candidates. And lo and behold, congratulations to him. He got the job and then he needed a little extra help. So he asked yours truly to come on and support some curriculum development, some professional development in the district. Um, and you know, just from then on, a good friendship, a good partnership, great partnership. He's been somebody, you know, I've, you know, lean on the call and kind of vice versa there. But, you know, at the end of the day, just still a friend and and so on and so forth. So with that, I would like to introduce you all to Coordinator of Health and Physical Education in Springfield Public Schools, Missouri Shape Member Services Chair and Co-Chair of the National Physical Education Standard, ladies and gentlemen, Brad Brummel. Brad, how are you, sir? Hey, Sean. I'm doing great. Thanks for that intro and walk down memory lane. Hey, you know, I'm getting gray hairs thinking about it. Anyway, so, <laughs> Brad, I gave the intro, but, uh, you know, for the people who may not know you, just tell us more about you. Yeah, so uh, I come from a background of um, teachers. Uh, my family is rooted in the uh, education field. My parents are both retired PE teachers and coaches. Uh, my sister's a teacher. My wife spent 14 years as an elementary PE teacher. Um, that's my background. I spent 10 years as an elementary PE teacher at two different schools. Um, I taught middle school PE for three years, as well as uh, online high school physical education. So I have a, a variety of uh, PE experiences, and now I'm in my fifth year as a health and PE coordinator for Springfield Public Schools and serve on the curriculum team. Blessed to get to support teachers and play hero support for around 100 health and PE teachers here in Springfield, and uh, I'm just lucky and blessed to get to do this job. Um, I'm a uh, dad of three kids, um, two, two girls and a boy, and just um, probably a uh, Probably just um, just lucky and, and just and I think my favorite part of my job is just getting to collaborate and connect with just awesome people like you, um, just working with teachers on a daily basis and uh, just getting to support the work to try to try to provide high quality health and PE learning experiences for students. Sounds like just a lineage of great PE in one mind here on the podcast. And yes, definitely uh, in the family, a lovely family, might I add, and even your wife, right, is a PE teacher, former PE teacher, probably, right? So she's yep. going to other things. Yeah, but I mean, that's great. So we expect those kids to uh, keep it going, right? Keep keep this, <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep this going. Keep the greatness of education happen, happening. Excuse me. So thanks for that. So the 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 national physical education standards task force not not an easy ask it's a tall task and a lot involved with this so tell us tell us kind of the start of it all where did when you know when when you got into the virtual space with all these people all these great minds how did you you know where did the conversations begin where did you what was what was step one 
Yes, step one was step one was a lot of uh, dialogue, a lot of conversation. Um, I mean, like you said, this is important work. This is it's all virtual work. And so we kind of had to set the groundwork. We we had to get to know each other. We had to form trust and relationships so that we can collaborate and and have efficient meetings and efficient conversations. Um, we had to be willing to kind of get past that um, that point of collaboration where you feel good about sharing your true opinion and, and feeling like others will hear that rather than um, just going straight to arguing, right? And so we've built that relationship. We have a really close-knit group. Um, we're, we're all excited um, because we know how important this work is. I mean, the standards and the outcomes, they serve as the backbone of our profession. Um, they, they serve as that guiding tool as to what our students should know and be able to do. And, um, and so it, the, the beginning was slow. Um, we, we moved slow, but it's been important work and we're moving, we're, we're gaining some momentum. And so we're excited about that. All right. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so now let's, you know, you kind of mentioned the start of the journey in the past and kind of you know, how you got to this point, but kind of help our audience and take us through um, where the work of the task force to where it is now. Yeah, it's a good question, Sean. Um, so we've tried to use a, a backwards design model. Um, we've we tried to start with having discussions around where is it that we want a graduate of a pre-K through 12th grade physical education program? What are what are those skills? What are those concepts that we want those students to possess um, as they're leaving our programs so that they're set up for a lifelong um, journey of physical literacy and wellness. Um, and, and that's where we really started. Um, we, we also spent some time on some shared shared knowledge, some shared language so that we can speak the same way, speak, speak our understandings the same. Um, we created some guiding principles that would, would kind of guide, as, um, guide our work. And then we started off with those four student attributes that were re released for feedback. Um, at Shape New Orleans, we, around that time, we received lots of feedback on those guiding principles and four student attributes. And um, when, we've, when we've met since, our work has really been focused on physical literacy, what that means to us. Um, there's lots of different definitions and understandings of physical literacy. And so we've really, we reviewed and discussed multiple terms, multiple definitions, and um, we're really starting to utilize that shared understanding of physical literacy to further develop those four student attributes and, and, and utilizing the SHAPE membership feedback to help us continue to revise those and improve those four student attributes. There's something I think is unique, and you talked a little bit about it. Is you know when it came to you know coming into this to this uh, this project and this you know this 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 big thing that is the standards task force. We think of the previous just standards, standard one, standard two, standard three, standard four. But the terms that you used were guiding principles and student attributes. Can you kind of define those terms a little bit more for our audience so they have an understanding when they look at the um the drafts of the p task force what those things mean 
Yeah, so I think the best way to describe the guiding principles would just be best practices. These are things that our programs and teachers um, should be utilizing, should be using as kind of, should be prioritizing to ensure a high quality, safe and engaging learning environment for all of our students. Um, and so we, we felt like it was hard to move forward without kind of setting that tone and setting that foundation. And so those guiding principles, those guiding principles are, are more like best practices for teachers. And I think when some teachers saw that they're like, well, yeah, I do that. And that's great. That's great. If you're already doing those things, it was just important for our task force to set that groundwork and set that foundation. And our student attributes are <clears throat> those, those skills and concepts that we want our students to possess when they graduate from our programs. So when they're leaving our high school, when they're graduating in 12th grade, those are the skills and the concepts that we want our students to be able to know and do to pursue and, and advance on their journey for physical literacy. Thanks again. I mean, I really wanted, I mean, I, I know you spoke about the first time, but I really wanted people to hear that again so they can really, yeah. if they haven't looked at the document that's available and that we'll share with this podcast, that they really take a look and start to expand their mind outside of just the basic concepts of what a standard one is. They that and that they understand that we're looking it's really a deeper understanding of what we're doing of our practice in the classroom so I appreciate you kind of framing that again so so you know speaking to the people that are listening and those that are interested those that have been a part of this process on the mm -hmm. outside or those that may be looking to come in how can they continue to take part in it how can the the average PE teacher or shape member take part in this process yeah, great question. So there's plans to open up a second round of feedback. And I would just encourage listeners to be involved when that um, feedback window opens again. And not only just, I mean, it's important to contribute the, their feedback through the, the format that's provided, but I think it's important to have conversation and dialogue with their colleagues, their peers, um, membership, have conversation around it. And, and that a lot of times, whenever you have dialogue and discussion with, with your peers, it, it, pro, it provides a higher order thinking. It, it allows you to provide more effective feedback for our task force to, to utilize, to continue to improve. Um, I think that another thing that happened is I think teachers, we work so much with the outcomes, the grade level outcomes. And I think that's what teachers are excited for. And that's where we spend a majority of our time in and, and we're, we're, we will get there, um, but it takes time. Um, again, we're utilizing this backwards design, this backwards design, and we, we have to start big picture and we will work our way to the outcomes. Um, but again, this is important work and we're not going to rush this. Um, this is something that is going to guide our work for years to come. And so we're going to take our time to, to, to do the best that we can for our teachers and our students in our profession. And so um, I'd also encourage us to show some grace and patience as this work is slow. This work is solely virtual. Um, shout out to the task force members. If you know a task force member, show your gratitude because I can't tell you the countless hours that they're they're serving um, for our profession. Countless hours. We're meeting um, anywhere from two to three times a month about two hours a time and and there's countless times where they're putting work in and time in in between the meetings working in small groups putting in review hours i mean i can't tell you 
um, how thankful I am for the task force members for their service. Um, and so if you know any, I'd encourage you to, to reach out and communicate that gratitude as well. Hopefully I can go through the list here. Uh, Sally Jones, co-chair, Amanda Admanis, uh, got Brad here, Langston Clark, Fred Cleland, Kelly Cornett, Dan DeJager, Susanna Dillon, Corey Dixon, Robert Doan, Jonathan Jones, and LaDonda Porter. Did I miss anybody there? Um, we've, we've had some transition and we've had some turnover that we're, we're finalizing, but all of those members that you mentioned have um, contributed great work and um, just big with life and, and the way people's work changes. We've had some, you know, we've had some small changes, but ultimately just a great group of people with a diverse amount of experiences and knowledge and expertise. And uh, what I love about the group is, is their willingness to, um, come together, be humble. Um, no one's opinions better than the others, and and we're just we're, we're just working together to to try to make the best possible standards and outcomes for our profession. So, I mean, to bring a little light to it, I kind of envision it like um like the coaches' rooms in Hard Knocks, the show Hard Knocks, following football programs that it just gets tense at times, but at the end of the day, everybody wants this thing to be impactful for everybody. I, I'm pretty sure it doesn't go like that. Oh, yeah. but that's that's how my crazy mind kind of envisions this happening in this process yeah, we, playing out. Absolutely. No, I like that. <laughs> cool. So uh, that's the task force. Make sure you follow. But let's, let's kind of go into some of the work that you're doing, and particularly this active classrooms initiative happening um, in your district, my former district, Springfield Schools. Tell the audience about that. Yeah, so Active Classrooms is, is, an, is an initiative in Springfield where um, we're just trying to support teachers in utilizing some instructional strategies to keep, keep students more active during the school day. I mean, we know, we know the issues that our society faces. Um, we know how we know the pressures, the, the pressure that our schools are under right now. And a lot of times that pressure can result in priorities and district initiatives that unfortunately the unintended consequence is that students are sitting for longer periods of time. Students are more inactive during the school day. And so knowing that we have to be intentional about finding creative ways to help our students move throughout the school day. And ultimately um, the, driving, the driving force is how do we support our students' physical health, mental health, and academic performance with these strategies. And so that's what I'm doing with with teachers, I, I provide training opportunities, follow-up support, um, resources, newsletters. It's, it's one of my favorite parts of my job. Um, we've Last year, we were able to train 11 schools with whole faculty trainings, um, three district trainings um, where teachers can come. And, and the exciting part is that it's supported by a, a local grant through the Foundation for Springfield Public Schools. And so I'm able, for any teacher or school that schedules a training, to provide scarves, noodles for desk drumming, and under the desk bikes for teachers that get, get those supplies for free as soon as they complete the training. And so they're able to utilize those to provide brain breaks, um, to provide active opportunities for those students that just struggle sitting, right? Um, and, what, and, and the most common feedback is that students are more engaged. Not only are they obviously getting more activity throughout the day, which we know benefits their physical mental health, but like they're, they're able to stay on task longer. They're able to concentrate more. Um, and, and there's so much, there's so much research out there that backs the, 
the academic performance benefits of, of you know, those short brain boost and, and just being a kinesthetic learner. So I could, I could go on and talk about it for, for hours, Sean, but I'll, I'll stop and see if you have any questions about what I've shared so far. Hey, you know, but for those who are interested, first and foremost, make sure you follow uh, Brad Brummel on Twitter at Coach Brum, B-R-U-M, and then also follow the hashtag, hashtag Active Classrooms. It shows a lot of the work that he's doing. Mm-hmm. I've been following it, you know, since it's been happening. Obviously, I follow you, but I've been following kind of that work, and I think it's pretty awesome. It's, you know, creating a classroom of of engagement essentially right and then also too there is the aspect of employee wellness to that keeping teachers mm-hmm. um engaged as well so i really love it any last words for the people brad I, my last words are just uh stay humble keep at it students out there need us schools out there need us um health and pe teachers are in my opinion the most important teachers in the buildings um, they do so much for their schools. They do so much for their students. And uh, it's hard work, but it's important work. So keep at it. Um, keep working hard and, and, and just know that your work is appreciated.